Hello listeners, welcome back to the Founders Club podcast. Today's guest is Jonas Wolf, an enthusiastic facilitator, entrepreneur and leadership coach with a track record of transforming lives by inspiring and empowering people, driving change, growth and getting results for individuals, startups and corporations alike. Jonas' purpose is to help people and their ideas to grow in order to make a positive difference to the world. He inspires leadership, empowers people to lead from anywhere and aims to positively impact one million people with the Challengepreneurs movement he co-founded. Jonas is also Forbes 30 under 30 social entrepreneur and the World Economic Forum Global Shaper. So please do enjoy this episode and subscribe to Founders Club Podcast. Thank you. Before we dive deep in our interview, just a small announcement. Now you can become a Patreon of this podcast and as a member you will receive exclusive content, community access, behind the scene updates and the pride of fueling the work that matters to you. So go in the link on the show notes and make your small donation and become a Patreon of the Founders Club podcast. Thank you. Jonas, welcome to the Founders Club podcast. Exciting to be here, Giorgio. It's uh, you know been uh, seeing the progress of your podcast for for so long, so many months, and uh, finally here. So super excited! Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm also super excited. Uh, have been a very interesting month for me and the podcast as well. And I remember like we met one time in Shanghai around one year and a half. And I was like, oh, I want to interview you, mate. <laughs> and finally, here, here we are. Yeah, finally, post, nearly post COVID and everything. <laughs> so many things happened and changed during this one year mm. and a half. Anyway, for my guest, for my listeners who maybe don't know who you are, let's start with a little bit of self-introduction and just tell them who you are and more or less what you do on broader line and then we'll go more into details. So let's start from over there. Sure. Hey guys. So um, you can call me Jonas or Jonas uh, Wolf either way. And uh, I grew up in Germany and from there I ventured to the States and uh, entrepreneurship brought me, brought me to China. I had a blast working for several startups uh, based here in, in China, which has been uh, all kind of roles, uh, HR, sales BD, uh, to uh, being a general manager for an American uh, startup company. Uh, and uh, now I decided to uh, take the leap and uh, plunge into the wonderful cold entrepreneurial waters again. Uh, it's been uh, about five years since I started my first company, which was a, a fashion company back in Germany. And uh, I, I decided uh, to be more on my own. And so I launched uh, uh, two uh, uh, ventures. Uh, one is around um, entrepreneur and uh, leadership coaching and uh, a couple uh, corporate uh, workshops or programs, uh, which I'm super excited about. Um, we can also talk later about my weakness if you want, <laughs> um, uh, and, which well, might yeah. be uh, having too many offerings. Uh, but uh, yeah, and besides that, I, uh, I'm always super impact driven 
I think there's uh, uh, not much that I care more about than making a positive difference. And so I launched the uh, Challengepreneur uh, Movement um, slash initiative, which is really more uh, impact focused. Right. So I, you had a very rich background and experience working from corporates, working from startups. I'm just curious to know which one excited you most looking backwards? Because I saw you work even for the World Economic Forum. Uh, the World Economic Forum is, is more like a impact volunteering. Uh, so uh, I'm uh, very uh, fortunate and honored to be part of the uh, Beijing Global Shapers, which is the uh, Young Leaders Initiative of the uh, World Economic Forum. So I'm not working directly for the forum, uh, but part of their uh, you know, Young Leaders cohort. And uh, we have uh, uh, two meetings a month and, and we work on, on impact-focused topics. And so I actually decided uh, to launch a Challengepreneurs under this World Economic Forum uh, Global Shaper umbrella as uh, Challengepreneurs is intended to be an, uh, you know, for impact uh, movement. Right. Yeah, it sounds uh, very exciting. You have put... I would say you try to learn and as the way I see it, when I look at Jonas, like you try to learn from this, do this, you know, like a true, in a true fashion, like all entrepreneurs, you know? (laughs) Yeah. You know, I mean, I've been always entrepreneurially driven, you know, it's always been in my blood, Uh, but uh, you know, most people don't know. I started working in Germany when I was 16 years old. So I, uh, you know, I'm fortunate to have a, uh, you know, 10 plus years uh, of working experience, uh, you know, in, in, in several continents. And uh, um, through that, I, I wanted to explore the big companies, right? So I, I worked uh, for a couple uh, larger uh, European companies. And then, of course, with AngelHack, uh, done work for a lot of multinationals from all around the world. So I think I, I got a good understanding of what the you know, differences are between the company structures and what are the strengths and weaknesses. Uh, respectively, um, I see myself always in an entrepreneurial role, uh, but uh, I actually don't say everybody should be an entrepreneur. I think people that can actually uh, find entrepreneurial roles these days also within large companies, which become uh, more and more entrepreneurial, which people like me really appreciate. Right. So when do you think, like, just to underscore a little bit over there, when do you think, like, somebody should be an entrepreneur? Or what is the, let's say, uh, this kind of role, person fit, like who it's, is good fit to be an entrepreneur? It's about the mindset or is about the skills that the person has or it's something else. How, how would you think and suggest someone, oh, maybe you should start your own company or okay, maybe good. your own company is not for you. Just stay like in a mm. corporate. I'm just curious to pick your brain on that. Good question. I, I feel like it, it, an entrepreneur can be anybody, right? And I think it's, it's more a mindset. Uh, of course, the skill set is needed, right? But then, uh, you know, you and me, we are, we are not, uh, you know, deep, deep tech guys, right? We are not the AI geniuses that, that develop the next, you know, super AI algorithm to right. dethrone uh, TikTok, right? Uh, and Thriller and, you know, what, what, what the you know, latest social media apps are, right? Uh, with their, you know, powerful algorithms in, in the back end, right? Uh, so I think entrepreneurs come in all the kind of size and shapes and, you know, some people are more suitable for, for this and that. So I think overall, uh, it's, it's really about the mindset. And this mindset can be learned by anybody, right? It's like, 
you need to make this initial click mentally. And from there, uh, I've seen people doing startups that you usually wouldn't think they would be interested in that, right? But I think once you really uh, start it, you can get hooked to it easily and it, uh, it becomes like a driving force and actually a part of your identity like it is, I think, for you and me, for example. Right. Right, that's the, I would say that's the positive side of the story of mm. being an entrepreneur. Obviously, there is also, the way I see it, also the negative side. It can consume you. And also the risk it, that comes of uh, taking and embarking yourself on an entrepreneurial journey, it's pretty high. So there, there is the good side that the rewards are high, the learning curve is good, but also there is a negative side, which is if you are not willing to take big risk or uh, you're a risk averse and you have i don't know a family to take care of probably entrepreneurship it's not the best um option for you and especially if i would suggest somebody who was like um, also younger to take this leap especially like you and me 20 or something uh, years old i think that's the best uh, best uh, time to you know to put your hands and like experience what is it like to be an entrepreneur although there is like totally. some rare cases you feel okay let's look at uh, you can say okay let's look up just bezos he's like uh, become an entrepreneur when he was 30 something well yes he got i got a lot of money from his parents he had some a lot of uh, financial support from friends and family and he had also good experience on his back as an employee of a company, and more or less, he was a smart guy, I would say. He's so an insider mm. at the same time. Like, I remember he was um, having this interview, and like, uh, he was doing some analysis of how internet is going to shape, uh, uh, I don't, don't remember exactly which industry, but he saw this growth of internet adoption. It was like 10x mm. every month, and he was like, okay, I, I'm gonna start a company, internet-related company. And he went with the books, obviously, started there. Uh, and he was not 20, he was 30 something. That's like mm. the unique and rare cases that I see out there. Well, I think actually like, I mean, if you look at the statistics, the older the, the people are, the more successful their startups are, right? Because every entrepreneur is playing against the odds, like you said, right? Like for a lot of people, it's not suitable. They have certain like family, financial and or other obligations. And, uh, and uh, yeah, so the statistics clearly show the older you are, the higher your, your success ratio is pretty much, right? And so, you know, I, I turned uh, 31 recently, and, uh, uh, but my first startup I, I done, uh, yeah, in, in 2015, so, you know, five, five years ago. And uh, for me, it's been really like kind of freeing literally my soul because I've always had a lot of ideas and, and wanted to to you know, work on them. And then once I did, I always felt, you know, extremely in a way, uh, liberated and, uh, and happy. Yeah. Because if you, if you keep, you know, ideas within you, right, nothing is going to happen. Execution is, right. is, is still king. Right. And, yeah. uh, but that of course comes with risks. Right. So, but I'm excited. And as you said, you got to do the work to prepare. I feel I prepared and, um, yeah, now I'm excited for the, for the next entrepreneurial ride. Before going to the next entrepreneurial uh, journey that you embarked, which um, we're going to talk about a little bit later, I just curious to you know what was the startup you launched in 2015, and you want to talk about a little briefly about that and how you end up? Sure. 
Sure. So basically, it was like a fashion venture. I was uh, in. I was studying back then, and I was interning with Hugo Boss, a German fashion company in in Hong Kong. I met a lot of uh, connections in the fashion scene. I I worked part time in fashion for many years before, and uh, I wanted to combine um, a fashion with impact and uh, a kind of semi innovative business model. Right? You could call it uh, MLM, multi level marketing, or so. Uh, or you know the Tupperware system. So basically, what I want to do is I wanted to create a fashion brand, mm-hmm. and uh, then create a small platform around that, where um, uh, especially students and stay-at-home moms can become resellers of your brand, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, that that was the intention, right? Um, I'm not sure how popular Tupperware is in Italy, uh, but in um, you know the the small plastic boxes, containers yes. you big. store food in and uh, yeah, and then, you know, tupper knives and, you know, whatever they all have these days. Uh, but in, in, in Germany, quite a few, let's say, for example, like stay-at-home moms or stay-at-home dads, to be inclusive, uh, you know, do that as a small side hustle, right? And I was studying and I saw so many people being frustrated with university. They want to do something on the side, but they don't really have the time or the guts, right? So I was feeling like um, that could be an interesting way to, to fill a void and uh, give people something exciting, interesting, beautiful to do. And um, yeah, and uh, that was the aim, right? So um, start working on that, uh, you know, building, building a brand, uh, you know, producing uh, products, uh, of course, going through the whole thing, uh, importing from Thailand, from uh, Hong Kong, from China. And uh, it's it's been fun. Yeah. Did you have a co-founder and how is the business going on or it failed or succeeded? It, it, I think the biggest, you know, failure was not having a co-founder. If you're a first time founder, you know, you're, you're bloody 20 something and you, you, I thought I will easily find a co-founder, right? But then you end up doing product design, marketing, right. uh, outreach, sales, import, export, registration of company and all the other admin, right? Uh, and learning all about the, you know, taxation, this and that, and then, wow, you need to grow a Facebook page and Instagram and this and that. Right. And at the same time, need to go back to Asia to, to foster deeper relationships with your suppliers and all the things happening at the same time. Right. Uh, to be honest, I was quite overwhelmed and, uh, you know, I had fun. I learned so much, uh, but I, I must clearly say the company obviously failed and, uh, uh, the learning remain right, and right. that's the case. I think it's it, it's good to try something early on. Even somebody just eighteen, you know, why not do something, right? Just invest. Uh, you know, if you have the money, you know, in, in invest it and and see what's happening. It might be your best teacher. Right. So the way they see this kind of entrepreneurial uh, um, journeys is that the mentality I look at is like winning even though if even though you fail what what do i mean by that so you still even though the company fails you still have left with that kind of broad rich experience that you gain by wearing all these hats at the same time which can burn you out you know so um that's that's very interesting and 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 i see many people who are starting like doing doing this mistake over and over which is uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do everything by myself, 
and almost I slipped into this uh, very slippery slope. Uh, what is it called slippery mm, slope? Yeah, yeah, slope. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, but uh, fortunately, yeah. I, I like for my latest um, company I launched. I, I I got another person on board who's helping me with uh, with the work, and I'm looking to get other people. Obviously. The revenue generation is still on 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 the beginning because we need to validate the idea. But uh, it's really easy to fall into that trap and do everything by yourself. You burn out almost if you do that uh, over a long time. Totally. And you have totally. to many risks involved in entrepreneurship, right? Also, personally, health-wise, um, yeah, felt that before as well. Right. So going back to what you, after a failure, and I guess you got a lot of experience and you had other, other um, did that something else. But currently what I'm interested uh, to know more about, uh, it's your new venture, uh, Challengepreneurs. And I want to start with what is the problem that you seek to tackle with this new venture? And why this problem or solution that you want to bring to the market is important uh, to you? To me, it's very important because I, you know, I when I first started my job, I was 16 years old back then, and it took just like whatever two, three months that I realized uh, that that system of work that I experienced back then, already then I perceived as as broken to me. I didn't feel, you know, really uh, engaged at work. I loved the company's products. I loved the people working there, uh, but I didn't see a higher purpose, you know, uh, you know, at work, right? And so I, you know, back then kind of created my own purpose, which was, uh, you know, related to 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 learning and, and and growing as a person, right? I was bloody 16 years old, uh, but you know, be, beyond that, uh, you know, I think uh, these days uh, paycheck is not that motivating uh, to a lot of people. And, um, and that is what we are, we are trying, you know, to um, get at with Challengepreneurs. So we are trying to uh, cultivate uh, people uh, be able to lead from anywhere, to take on more ownership, to work, make less, uh, sorry, to make work less mundane and uh, more exciting, right? That people really feel what they are going for. Uh, you know, either it's a you know big bold company purpose, or it is really about themselves growing as leaders within the company, right? And so my aim is, um, you know, as this is an impact venture, right? So this is not going for profit or you know maximum revenue. Uh, this venture is, is going for maximum impact, right? So I want to come up with an, a framework around uh, entrepreneurial leadership, because these days, I feel like uh, there are so many massive forces happening out there in the world, right? One is that companies are changing more rapidly than ever, even more accelerated through COVID, right? And uh, um, on the other hand, um, in general, the pace of technology and of innovations is also further accelerating, right? So you have all these forces coming together. And I feel entrepreneurship is extremely powerful in solving problems and, and uh, you know, kind of coping in a way with that uh, change, that rapid change. And um, on the other hand, you have the topic leadership, right? I call it entrepreneurial leadership. So in leadership, we see so many struggles as well. 
you know, look at uh, you know America. There's uh, huge fights happening over the election, right? And people are wondering, like, you know, what is leadership, right? Do we want, uh, you know, a, a new generation, like, you know, growing up and, and thinking like, hey, Donald Trump is our, you know, leadership idol, right? Maybe some people, right? I do, would not want, you know, my kids to grow up and, and see on television, oh, the big leader from America, right? Mr. Donald Trump, right? Um, yeah, so without getting in, into political, right? This is one example out of many um, where I feel like really the world needs more leadership. And uh, um, yeah, also so many young people, you know, they come to companies and they feel uh, all these structures and, and uh, bureaucracy around them, right? And also this, I think, will slowly evaporate and young people can also step up and, uh, you know, lead from whatever position uh, they are in. Right. So, yeah, you, 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 you remarked really well, like the changing we're assisting in terms of how company employees now are shifting to a different kind of work life uh, model, which is employees most now in Europe. We're experiencing this that most people have to work from home, probably mm -hmm. China a little bit less now. I don't know exactly what is the situation. Um, but uh, the situation, I guess, is more of a, under control. Whereas in Europe, we also in America and other kind of parts of the world, we see companies who send their employees home. We see the big ones like Microsoft, Facebook, who just said, okay, we, our employees are going to work from home. And these dynamics of from working from home are like, like changing the, the overall culture of a company and uh, the impact that those employees are going to have. Uh, and there is also, you know, like uh, every story, there is the good side and the bad side of the story. Like employee feel less attached, maybe less involved, the more like experience loneliness to higher levels, you know. Um, and, okay. obviously, and obviously many uh, entrepreneurs have to come up with a solution to all these new problems that are emerging. So it's it's like new opportunities arising from all these shifts right. that are happening right now. Uh, from my personal experience, what, what we see like with other company uh, I do go <clears throat> is uh, firsthand is like, we, we see that many schools now have to close and they like have to switch to new kind of way of teaching and interacting with their students, provide a new kind of service, which is online. Uh, also, they have to change the pedagogy, the infrastructure, the technology infrastructure that they use, and so on and so forth. Which, by default, now is Zoom, but I don't think this is going to still be the the software over like long term. However, it's a good start, like to adapt these new technologies, because I think education hasn't been disrupted or hasn't upgraded itself for many years and for many for a long time, and now it's going to force this new. Uh, changes this new technology adoption it's forced upon this uh, education institutions mainly if i have to speak from my own experience language school mm. mm. i say this firsthand from your experience i'd like to ask from your experience what are these changing like are more of a concern or are more of a concern not to you but at least with companies you've spoke with or you interacted with that are happening and 
concern them most? What concerns do companies have? I think, uh, you know, remote work is uh, bringing a lot of opportunities, but also challenges as one example, right? So uh, companies are facing this new reality and uh, I see people and, you know, HR leaders and, and company leaders often debating about, you know, how can we uh, stay innovative? For example, you know, the old saying, you know, people exchange ideas going to the water cooler, right? Or, you know, grabbing a drink in the company refrigerator, right? right. And, uh, or lunch breaks, right? All these kind of social interactions, mini melting pots, right? So one big thing is around innovation. How can you manage your ideas? How can people like exchange creative ideas? Because of course, ideas build upon each other, right? Uh, the next thing, huge topic, you know, employee well-being, mental health, right? You know, how often should you check in with people, right? You don't want to distract people, but then you really should uh, check in with people how they're doing because when you don't face each other like uh, every day in the office, it's easy to overlook something, right? You know, Zoom has all these, you know, beautifiers, right? We don't actually like uh, see uh, maybe even the real face, right? Like, you know, maybe, you know, you didn't sleep well for five days, right? But use some nice facial cream and, and then you look, uh, you know, even more stunning through Zoom, right? and uh and whatever so um or you know maybe the camera is not the best for whatever reasons right you, you just cannot see and connect with people so well as face to face right so connectivity well-being right i think those are huge topics and uh you know besides that uh you know of course the uncertainty around uh, trade wars political situation right what's the economic aftermath of covid um you know what's going to happen with all these unemployed people around the world that lost their job due to COVID, right? Um, I think, of course, there's many, many, many big issues that are being, we need to be facing these days. Right, so I think like now, many people who are in the leadership position, they have to flex or exert their leadership skills and abilities. Mostly uh, entrepreneurs, obviously, who are, have to guide their employees and so on and so forth. And I uh, want to ask, can you explain more your thoughts around entrepreneurial leadership? And is this something that uh, if you don't have such skill, whether let me ask you this, how you can develop this skill? Sure. Um, as I said earlier, right? So I, I feel um, if you combine entrepreneurship and leadership traits and skills, you, you get to a very powerful combination, right? I tr uh, you know, drafted an initial 10-step uh, framework around uh, entrepreneurial leadership. However, I'm not the guru. I'm not the almighty, all-knowing person. So what I want to do and what the mission of Entrepreneurs is to crowdsource this upgraded framework, right? We take the baseline that we came up with in, in a small, you know, small consortium of people, and we want to bring that framework to the next level uh, by uh, talking to a lot of entrepreneurial and corporate and also like social impact or nonprofit leaders, right? And uh, get input from many, many uh, people that we feel are accomplished, that have uh, interesting uh, comments and points to share about this topic and elevate the framework from there. Uh, that is about our kind of methodology, how we want to advance this framework. And uh, about the skill set, right? Uh, you know, entrepreneurship is all about, you know, being courageous, testing, testing ideas, te testing hypotheses, you know, iterating fast, 
uh, being fast at you know speed to market, listening to customers. So there are so many like awesome traits around entrepreneurship that we want to bring into this framework, right? And uh, and then of course also a lot of traditional like leadership values, and uh, all this all can be learned. I I don't believe somebody is is born as an awesome you know regardless leader or entrepreneur. And so you know the long term mission is that you know we can go out and and teach this framework to people and equip them with those entrepreneurial leadership skills that hopefully not only help and advance their careers but also that that give them more fulfillment and 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 help with that purpose alignment uh, in in their workplaces no matter if that's their own company or if it's you know in in the uh, companies they're working for and with so i guess being having a purpose or uh, being purposeful at work it's it's important why is why is that it aligns with what you actually want to achieve or I think purpose is a, is a big connector. You know, uh, if an entrepreneur don't have a purpose, I say, why you, why you even start a business, right? It is, you know, I, I don't want to be arrogant that I think it's, it's, it's fairly easy to, to, to make a lot of money, right? If you stick to one career path, you, you for sure will become better, right? You find your mentors, you know, you, you read all the books, you, you take all the classes, you network, right? Clearly, you will level up and your career will 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 grow, right? And and uh, as a consequence, you earn more money, right? And uh, as entrepreneur, you take a big leap, you take so many risks. If you don't believe in in what you do or in in what you want to change, right? You solve a problem your own or others, right? Uh, or if you want to contribute to the world, right? If you don't have this big purpose behind it, I think you're missing out on in my opinion, possibly the most powerful force, right? And the same goes for companies, right? That's why I'm, I don't want to talk all about purpose, but I think that might be the single most important underlying trait. So for big corporates, right? I feel there's a huge potential miss out by not connecting your employees to their own personal purposes and to the purpose of your company, of your organization, right? And purpose uh, obviously being the reason for existing, right? Like every company has a reason for existing. I believe uh, these days now, maybe more important than ever. And uh, before you can see some purpose-oriented companies, uh, you know, like for example, uh, Patagonia, the clothing company and, and many others, um, they set themselves apart by being purpose-driven and by accepting jackets back to be repaired and so on and so on, right? And uh, I think this will be an even stronger differentiator and eventually I think it will be something that is actually needed in all companies to, to keep thriving. Yeah, some, some economists may, may disagree what's the purpose of a company. <laughs> and I just want to challenge you a little bit there. Some might say, okay, the purpose of a company is to generate gains for their shareholders or something like that, or for their top management. Some economists or some Nobel Prizes say that, which many people still disagree with. But I think mm. if you are an employee and you just want to, your purpose is to generate revenues or increase the shares of, of the main stakeholders, then you kind of like 
alienate yourself from what is actually the vision. And I, I, I totally agree. Obviously, the purpose of a business is to generate revenues, but also it has to have a higher purpose, not, which is not only monetary in, in financial incentives and gains, but also some aspirational mission or some aspirational uh, vision in it. That's, mm. It's a winning combination. Yeah, I mean, I might be a little bit of a hardliner there, right? I just strongly believe that uh, it, it is adding so much fuel to your rocket ship, right? It right. is so difficult to, you know, build a company, right? You know, you have, you have seen it in, in several ventures as well. Um, you know, uh, you know, edugo.ai, uh, obviously being company, uh, we both know. And um, uh, yeah, so I, I, I believe, you know, it, the more purposeful you are, uh, the the more you know rocket fuel you have to shoot that rocket up there and and right. have a successful moon landing or mars landing or yeah wherever the journey is going right um or among the stars who knows uh, <laughs> uh so for people who may be still looking there have been a lot of layoffs and many people are now jobless and probably they're looking for a job for a career next step in or they want to do the next step, next jump into their career path. What is the mm. advice that you would feel uh, to share uh, in this case? So for people looking for, for jobs, right? Um, I think um, one, one big thing is uh, rather go more targeted and uh, you know, choose the companies you want to work for and uh, have conversations with the people. These days it's so easy to connect with people, uh, especially through LinkedIn, right? Because you can directly look up who is working, what department, right? Let's say in uh, the last startup I worked with uh, very intensively, Yodo One, uh, where I filled the you know, head of recruiting position for, for uh, several months, uh, just until very recently. Um, and obviously interviewed like you know, hundreds of people there. Um, I feel like if people made an effort to reach out, right? Let's say somebody want to join the, uh, you know, BD team, uh, become business development manager. Um, they can connect with all the fellow BD folks on LinkedIn, right? And ask them questions, you know, how, you know, how do you succeed in the company? How is it like working there? And so on and so on, right? And uh, that gives you such a big advantage. So then when you write your application, you can be just a bit more targeted, a bit more personalized, and that for sure opens you the door to an interview, right? And then it's, it's, it's a, of course, a skill and personality match, right? Um, so, you know, taking the time to properly prepare uh, and uh, do some research and background work, I think is really important. And, um, Yes, yeah, second is, you know, these days there are so many, including free resources for education. I think it's really important to keep being a lifelong learner, no matter if somebody's 50 years old or, you know, 22 and looking for a new job. I think it's really important to keep like upgrading your skill set and, uh, you know, uh, and showing that, right? It can be certificates or it can be, uh, you know, just uh, sitting into courses uh, or, you know, attending local lectures right and then maybe somebody can write your recommendation letter um also very powerful uh what helped me before a lot was uh, volunteering i um I started my my journey uh with angel hack for example uh back when i was working with the co-working space naked hub and uh, i offered myself because uh, i was excited uh to to get to know the company and that ecosystem and learn new skills so i uh 
in the beginning, I volunteered for fundraising and organizing events and, uh, you know, proving myself successful there. Uh, the company actually made an effort to, to offer me a job. So I think going the extra mile in whatever way it is, uh, is, is really making a difference, especially like today when most people like, they just go for minimum effort, send out those 50 applications and are hoping for replies. Right, yeah, that's true. So target and increase the personalization level when you try to reach to the companies you want to work for. So you're also a entrepreneur Forbes 30 under 30. And for aspiring entrepreneurs, how they can get into that list as well, if you can give some advices. Sure thing. So um, uh, I am, to clarify, a social entrepreneur on the China Forbes 30 under 30 list. And uh, that is very much related to the impact created. Um, as you could hear, uh, again, I'm, I'm very impact focused. That's why also like right now, yes, I have my coaching and, and corporate workshop business. Um, however, this is just 30, 40% of my time, right? I spend 50 plus percent of my time on, on the uh, social impact venture challengepreneurs, right? Um, so that's been for me a, a, a long-term focus. And um, again, I think it's really important that people stick with something and within your field, you can make changes, right? But the longer you stick to something, to one area, one field, um, you know, results will come, right? And so in that case, I think it was something quite organic. Uh, you know, people talk about your work and then, you know, they recommend you, um, in, in, in that case, um, I, I was recommended uh, to Forbes to be interviewed about the work we're doing with AngelHack. Uh, and again, in particular, like the more the uh, impactful work, right? Because there's a lot of uh, innovation agencies, a lot of, uh, you know, agencies that help companies, uh, corporates be more innovative, uh, you know, accelerate their ideas and so on. But what stood out about AngelHack is, yes, we were an innovation agency, but on the other hand, we cultivated this huge community, right? And to me, again, that is very much related to purpose, right? To empower, you know, those people, give opportunities to this coder, developer, entrepreneur, designer ecosystem, right? Mm -hmm. And um, so in, in that case, it was all about giving, right? And um, yeah, so that, that got me basically to, to be on the list, to be suggested uh, for, for this, you know, I guess, great award. Right. Um, and, uh, I, I was thrilled when I got the result, uh, but also for a long time, I didn't really communicate much about it. Uh, I, I felt, yes, the work we're doing is, is, is very important. Uh, but, uh, you know, at the same time, I, I felt like, wow, you know, this is something so big. I, I don't want to show off with that and, and tell to everybody. One good friend, actually, I mean, I, this award was passed out like a good year ago. And one friend uh, just saw that on, on my introduction and uh, was like, oh, I didn't know that I missed that. And <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, again, it's, it's, um, it hopefully inspires other people as well uh, to do uh, impactful work and uh, sometimes also put like monetary rewards second. Right, so I think, yeah, if you can exert humbleness, but I think having, uh, being on that list, I guess there are different lists at this point, 
but being on that list, it's something that you can leverage to increase your own brand, especially on LinkedIn. People kind of like care about that and they look more or pay more attention to individuals who are on that list, I guess. And you can leverage it to push forward your own cause or your own uh, impact that you have. Exactly. Totally agree. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, I added it to LinkedIn, right, uh, you know, shortly after receiving it, I, I didn't, uh, you know, make a big fuss around it. I actually, I think so far, never posted about it, right? I, I, I should and, and I, I will eventually. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it for sure helped to open doors, right? It, it, it's, uh, um, it's something that is recognized. And so when, when you add somebody or you want to talk to somebody and, and they see that, uh, the chances of you know a person accepting you and having conversation with you, I think, is 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 greatly higher, right? Uh, so it's it's something that is uh, for sure. I'm 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 very proud of. I'm very happy about. But then again, I have yet to start communicate about it. But now I feel like uh, with launching my own venture, uh, it is actually important to not use that to show off, but actually tell people also that you know purpose, impactful work uh, can also have like huge uh, you know, rewards, so to say. Mm. Great. Uh, Jonas, so on this closing, that was the closing question and note I wanted to ask you. It was a really interesting conversation to have you on the Founders Club podcast. Any closing remarks or thoughts you would like to share? No, I mean, to, to sum things up, right? I, um, people who know me know I'm I pretty much mostly optimistic, energetic and so on. And I, I hope that, you know, this, these conversations that, that, that we, we just had now and other conversations that they really also help, you know, inspire people out there uh, to not, you know, ditch their entrepreneurial ideas, you know, to really bring them out. Again, you can also bring out your ideas in the companies you're working for and, uh, you know, you know, grab that, you know, leadership hat and, uh, you know, no matter where you are, you know, you can lead literally from anywhere. And uh, uh, yeah, this is, you know, my, my, my big hope that, you know, every conversation, uh, you know, if, if every day you can, uh, you know, inspire one person uh, to, you know, pick things up as a leader or entrepreneur, uh, I, I would be extremely happy. And if anybody, you know, after uh, this conversation is acting and, and stepping up, uh, you know, please feel free to reach out and, and let me know uh, your story. I'm, I'm always curious to learn. Right. Hope you inspired uh, people to, at least those who are thinking to start something now, even though we're not the best economical situation now, I think is the best okay, uh, <laughs> occasion to actually start something, your own project. Mm. Just cool. thank, thank you for joining the Founders Club podcast. My big pleasure to be here and hope to see you in Europe or in China in the next couple of months. <laughs> <laughs>